Monday. It's Rob. It's the 90 Plus Extra Time Podcast. I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, like I always say, hopefully you guys were able to, uh, you know, catch some games. Um, you know, there's a lot going on. Bundesliga, you know, Premier League, everything. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, this is my 29th episode. I never thought that I'd make it this far. Um, <laughs> you know, but I'm still looking forward to, uh, to bringing you guys, um, you know, more and more podcasts. I know that, uh, you know, recently because of my move that I've been mentioning over and over, um, you know, things have kind of been a little crazy. Um, but, you know, I just want to reassure you guys that I am totally committed to the podcast. I'm going to continue to bring, um, you know, you guys what you want. Um, I love hearing from you guys. You know, thanks for all the support you guys have been giving me. Thanks for all the listens that you guys have been doing. Um, you know, some of the episodes have kind of fallen off a little bit, but uh, I promise you that um, I'm going to, you know, give you guys my best. So um, just going to jump straight up into this. Um, the biggest, like, story of the last week, I'm sure everybody that listens to, or excuse me, that, you know, follows or watches um, football has, you know, read about this. But um, I guess I didn't think it was going to happen, but Manchester City, you know, they've been, uh, they've been, I guess, found guilty of, you know, violating uh, financial fair play regulations. So um, UEFA has decided to, you know, ban them from competing in any European competitions for the 2021 season and the 21-22 season. So that means that they cannot play in Europa League, Champions League, which would, you know, bar them from even playing in the... Uh, the the new club world cup format that's going to come out <clears throat> so they are completely out of it um now they're going to appeal it you know they can still go to the uh, the court of uh, arbitration for sport and appeal it you know they think that they've been wronged um you know they were also fined 30 million euro which is huge um i mean you know not for a club like them but uh you know that's still that's a significant amount of money i mean that's that's potentially two, like, you know, lower level transfers or one, you know, decent, you know, like 18 year old uh, with the way that money is now. But, um, you know, it all comes to back to like their owners. They're owned by a group um, from Abu Dhabi. And I guess basically, so Man U, everybody knows that their kit sponsor is the Etihad uh, Airways or Airlines. And their stadium is named after them. And I think their training facility also. Um, so their owner, the Sheikh Mansour from Abu Dhabi, you know, he pumped a lot of money into the club when he bought it back in, I don't know, 2000, whenever it was, um, the late, I think 2000s and, you know, pumped a lot of money into the club, pumped a lot of money to the men's team, women's team, the facilities, even like, you know, the, the, you know, stuff for kids in the neighborhood of, um, Manchester. Um, but allegedly what, what's happened is um, I guess Man City had a deal for 85 million euros a year in sponsorship deals from Etihad Airways. Now, Etihad is, I might, I don't know if it's Airways or Airlines, but Etihad is owned by, um, the United Arab Emirates, basically. It's, it's, you know, it's state, state owned. And so they were, the airline was paying Man City 85 million euros a year or dollars a year in, you know, sponsorship fees, but the group that owns uh, Manchester City 
was then like paying back the airline like 78 million a year so it really was only what is that like a seven million dollar a year deal but you know they have billion dollar owners so the owners were basically pumping in more money and making it look like it was a sponsorship deal that's that's the violation of the financial fair play i mean you know they're able to bring in players you know retain players and that's the violation of the financial fair play um, regulations so what i see happening is you know a mass exodus i mean even before all this came out um you know we were seeing that or seeing in the news you know there was the possibility that pep was going to leave and you know he was saying that he was going to, you know, fulfill his contract, not saying that he wanted to stay for a long time. And then, you know, Man City has really been playing for second place this year. And everybody thought that was the reason because Liverpool has basically blown out the rest of the league. A lot of people were thinking that he was going to leave because of that. But I think personally, he's going to end up leaving because of this. Um, now, you know, Pep really doesn't have anything to do with the money portion of it, of, of the club. He tells, you know, the board and the president what he wants, and then they facilitate it if they can. And um, so I wouldn't say that any of this is his fault, but, you know, obviously he's going to want to separate himself from something like this that, you know, could potentially like sully his name. And there's going to potentially be a mass exodus of players. So, you know, why would you know, a player that's really, really good want to come to Man City knowing that they're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, they're not going to be able to play in Europe for two seasons, you know? So, um, with that being said, though, I think that now it's, it's like do or die in the Champions League for Man City. They're probably going to end up getting a punishment from the uh, Premier League. They're probably going to get deduct points. We don't know. You know, it's something I read in the news that is a possibility. And, even with that, the league was already lost. Like, there's no way they were going to catch up to Liverpool this season. So, I think it's do or die now for them in uh, in the Champions League. I mean, they're, they're going to have to do whatever it is that they can. Even if they win it, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be playing in Europe next season unless they win this appeal, which, I don't know, it seems like it's going to be pretty, pretty difficult for them to win. Um, and then, you know, this might be the last season that all these players are together. You know, a lot of players may leave. The club is going to have to, you know, sell players. And, you know, this this just could be the end, you know. And now I'm already seeing that there's the potential for um, Pep Guardiola to end up in Juventus next season, um, you know, which is a place that I guess he said he, he wants to coach in, in Italy. And, uh, you know, if you're going to leave, I guess now would be the time, um, at the, you know, well, at the end of the season. And then... You know, there's a possibility for Pochettino to step in, even though I don't know if people really want to jump on a sinking ship. Not that I'm calling it a sinking ship, but if they're banned from Europe for two seasons, they could still, you know, completely focus on the Champions League, or excuse me, not the Champions League, but the Premier League and the domestic cups without having, you know, the the strain or the, the additional burden of, you know, European club football, which, you know, that may be appealing to Pochettino. He does well in the domestic league because you know they're not losing the ability to purchase players um they're just losing the ability to play in europe which is a major draw you know for teams but who knows maybe that that might be a good fit for pochettino come in focus on you know 
the domestic league, the domestic cups, not have to worry about Europe for two years. And then afterwards, focus on winning the Champions League or Europa League, however they're, they are. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's upsetting to, to see that. But I mean, if you get caught doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, kind of like what's happening in uh, in baseball in the States with the Astros, even though they're not really getting uh, punished the way that people think they should. But, um, you know, I mean, it's obvious that uh, they did something wrong. So now they're going to have to, uh, they got to suffer the consequences of it. And we'll just see, you know, how long this is going to affect Man City. Because this, uh, you know, as fast as they, you know, appeared out of nowhere and became a really, really solid team and, you know, arguably one of the best teams in the world, their demise could happen just as fast because of something like this. Now, whether or not there are other teams, you know, in, you know, involved in something like this or, you know, doing something similar, who knows? I wouldn't doubt it, but, you know, those other teams did not get caught doing it. Man City did, and, uh, you know, now they're going to have to uh, sleep in the bed that they made. So, um I guess we'll see what happens and we'll see, you know, how all the pieces end up falling and, you know, where Pep's at next year, where the team is at next year, what there's a potential for them to be sold now. I mean, who knows? And one of the things that I'm worried about is the same group that owns them, that owns Man City, you know, they own a bunch of clubs all around the world to include the MLS team that I follow, New York City FC. And, you know, they, they, they have teams in, in Asia, in Australia, South America. Um, so who who knows, you know, how far reaching this is and what that's going to do for those other leagues and for those other teams. Um, you know, obviously they haven't been putting as much money into those other teams as they have into Man City. Um, but, you know, only time will tell. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens. I think the next step is going to be the Premier League deducting points from them which could potentially drop them out of the top five not that it matters because if you're banned from Europe next season anyway it doesn't really matter so whichever teams are in that seventh position right now in the Premier League um, you know they may sneak in or slide into Europe as a result of Man City uh, you know being barred from competing next year so we'll see what happens Let's get into the Bundesliga scores for this past match day. Um, all right, unfortunately, I didn't get to catch any of these games. It's it's extremely difficult trying to find like the right package to to watch matches here, and I'm not trying to do it illegally. Um, but in order to get you know all the leagues that I was enjoying while I was still in Europe, you know here I'd be paying like probably well over a hundred dollars a month in order to uh, just to watch football, you know, the exact same way that I was doing it in, in, in Germany, um, where I was paying, I don't know, 40 a month or something like that. But, um, yeah. So, uh, the only thing that seems that's in abundance here that doesn't cost much is Syria, which, you know, I did watch a couple of games cause I got the ESPN plus package. Um, I got to look to see if I get champions league with that. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I don't think so. But, um, all right. Anyway, uh, Bundesliga. Uh, let's see. We had Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. I can't even talk. <laughs> Borussia Dortmund 4, Eintracht Frankfurt uh, 0, and Erling Haaland 
you know, he did. He's only scored, or excuse me, he only had one game so far since he moved to Dortmund where he has not scored. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many that gives him with Dortmund now. I think he has eight or nine in like four games. Um, Hoffenheim, two. Wolfsburg, three. Uh, Union Berlin, two. Bayer Leverkusen, three. Augsburg and Freiburg played to a 1 1 draw. Uh, RB Leipzig, three. Werder Bremen, zero. Paderborn one, Hertha Berlin two. Hertha Berlin's first game without Jurgen Klinsmann. They get a win on the road. Uh, Fortuna Dusseldorf one, Borussia Mönchengladbach four, uh, Cologne one, Bayern Munich four. Serge Gnabry had two goals in this game. I think Robert Lewandowski scored also. Um, Bayern are back to you know being how everyone expected them to be this season. Um, and then lastly, Mainz zero, Schalke zero. Um, so after uh, 22 matches, this is how the standings look. We got Bayern Munich on top with 46 points, RB Leipzig in second with 45, Borussia Dortmund in third with 42, Borussia Mönchengladbach also with 42, but they have a game in hand, uh, Bayer Leverkusen 40, and Schalke is in sixth with 36 points. Bottom of the table, not much change. You got Fortuna Dusseldorf um, in 16th with 17 points. Werder Bremen in 17th with 17 points, and Paderborn in last with 16 points. Now, I would love for if the you know everything ended right now because right now Stuttgart's in third place in the second Bundesliga, which means at this point they would play Fortuna Dusseldorf, and I like those odds. I like Stuttgart playing against Fortuna Dusseldorf, um, but we'll see how much movement happens between now and then. Hopefully, Stuttgart can move up into one of the the top two automatic promotion points. I mean, right now, um, you know, they're in a good spot, but uh, but we'll see. I mean, that bottom of the table, I don't think it's really going to move too much. I think Paderborn is definitely going to be in the second Bundesliga next year. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right, on to Serie A. Now, like I mentioned, I can watch pretty much all the Serie A games that I want to watch. Yesterday, I was able to watch the entire uh, Lazio-Inter Milan game. It was pretty good. You know, I don't really... In the past, I've never really watched too much Serie A. I've been mainly a, you know, Bundesliga and Premier League guy. Um, but you know, it was it was a different pace of the game. Um, but you know, it was it was definitely entertaining. Um, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch it with English commentary, which is good because if it was in Italian, I would not have been able to understand anything. But um, potentially may have to focus more on uh, on Serie A because that's it seems like that's the, the league that I'm going to be watching the most of because you know the package that I have unless somebody out there knows ways that I can watch legally watch other leagues um, for you know low cost um, I'd be very very interested and willing to listen to anything that you guys have to say or suggestions that you have and with that being said I'm going to give you all the contact information um, let's see we got my Instagram is 90 plus ET Twitter is at 90 plus ET and the email 90 plus ET at gmail.com. You can also send me voice messages on Anchor if you're listening to, uh, to the show through the, um, through the Anchor app or the Anchor website. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy. The voice messages are extremely easy to do and I get every single one of them that you guys, uh, that you guys send in. So, all right, sorry, that's creaking a little. I'm in an Airbnb. Um, Syria. So we got Lecce 2, Spal 1, 
Bologna 0, Genoa 3, Atalanta 2, Roma 1, Udinese and Hellas Verona played to a 0-0 tie, Juventus 2, Brescia 0, Cristiano Ronaldo was actually rested for this game, he didn't play in it, uh, Sampdoria 1, Fiorentina 5, Sassuolo 0, Parma 1, Caligari 0, Napoli 1, Lazio 2, Inter Milan 1, and AC Milan 1, Torino 0. As I mentioned, I watched that entire Lazio Inter Milan game. It was it was it was really good. I mean, like I said, I've never I don't think ever have I watched a now I know I've watched a complete Serie A game. It just doesn't seem to happen that often. Um, but the match was it was entertaining. I definitely thought that Inter was gonna win. It seemed like they had more chances. But uh I don't know, Lazio somehow was able to uh to squeeze in there and uh, you know, to get that, that second goal. But um, Lazio is actually doing a lot better than I than I thought they were. Um, I think I predicted them to finish in fourth, um, but you know they're playing much better than I thought. So the standings in Serie A right now. All right, we got Juventus in first with 57 points. Lazio is past Inter Milan after this weekend. Um, they're in second with 56 points. Inter Milan's in third with 54. Atalanta's holding strong in fourth with 45. In fifth, we got Roma with 39. In sixth, and holding on, Hellas Verona with 35. And then bottom of the table in relegation. In 18th, we got Genoa with 22 points. In 19th, we have Brescia with 16. And in last, we have Spal with 15 points. So it's shaping up pretty well. I mean, Juventus is holding on. Um, but Lazio, I, I predicted them to be fourth, I think. And um, definitely didn't think they'd be in second at this point in the season. But yeah, they're, they're doing pretty well. All right, moving on to La Liga. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Valencia and Atletico Madrid play to a 2-2 draw. Um, Real Mallorca, 1. Alaves, 0. Barcelona, 2. Getafe, 1. Villarreal, 2. Levante, 1. Granada, 2. Real Valladolid, 1. Sevilla and Espanyol played to a 2-2 draw. Leganis and Real Betis, 0-0 draw, Athletic Bilbao 0, Asasuna 1, and surprisingly Real Madrid 2, Celta Vigo 2. Um, Hazard, I think this was his first game back. Uh, he played well, but it wasn't enough for them to uh, to win that match at Celta Vigo. But um, Real Madrid is in first right now with 53 points. Barcelona is in second with 52. Hitafe is in third with 42. Atletico Madrid in fourth with 40. Sevilla is in fifth also with 40. And Villarreal is in sixth with 38. Bottom of the table, we got uh, Real Mallorca in 18th with 21 points. Leganis in 19th with 19 points. And Espanyol in last with 19 points also. All right, Liga 1. Uh, this is uh, match day 25. So we had Amiens. And PSG played to a 4-4 draw. Uh, PSG was down 4-1, to I believe, before coming back and scoring. It wasn't like Amiens, you know, scored all those goals to come back. PSG was losing pretty badly until they decided to step it up. Um, Monaco won Montpellier 0. Bordeaux and Dijon played to a 2-2 draw. Nantes and Metz, 0-0 draw. 
Nems 1, Angers 0, Toulouse 0, Nice 2, Lyon and Strasbourg played a 1 1 draw, Rems 1, excuse me, Reims 1, Rennes 0, Brest 3, Saint Etienne 2, and Lille 1, Marseille 2. And this, in this Lille match, it was the first time that uh, Timothy Weah um, of the U.S. national team um, has returned from injury. Uh, he only got about 10 minutes of gameplay, but uh, it's good to see him back on the field and waiting for that for a while. They said it was going to be the middle of February. They were right. Um, let's just hope that he gets you know a little bit more playing time as the, the season progresses. Um, so legal standings, we got PSG in first with 62 points. Marseille's in second with 52 Rennes in third with 41. Fourth place is Lille with 40. Monaco's in fifth with 38. Montpellier's in sixth with 37. At the bottom of the table, the relegation zone, we got Dijon in 18th with 26 points. Amiens in 19th with 21. And Toulouse in last with only 13 points in February. That is pretty bad. All right, Premier League. We got Everton 3, Crystal Palace 1, and Everton has completely changed since uh, Carlos Ancelotti got there. I think I read a stat that said that uh, there's only been one team in the Premier League that has scored or that has gained more points um, since he took over, and that's Liverpool. Liverpool's the only team doing better than Everton in the league right now, which is surprising. Um, let's see, Brighton, Hove Albion, and Watford played a 1-1 draw. Sheffield United 2, Bournemouth 1, Wolves and Leicester City played to a 0-0 draw, Southampton 1, Burnley 2, Norwich City 0, Liverpool 1, Ashton Villa 2, Tottenham 3, Arsenal 4, Newcastle 0, Chelsea 0, Manchester United 2, and there was supposed to be a game between Man City and West Ham that was played, but because of that storm that, you know, a lot of people in Europe have been dealing with it got uh, postponed and they'll play that on Wednesday the 19th um, alright so the standings in first we got Liverpool with 76 points um, Man City at the moment is 25 points behind them with they have a game in hand like I said they'll play on Wednesday uh, they have 51 Leicester City's in third with 50 points Chelsea's in fourth with 41 Tottenham's in fifth with 40 and Sheffield United holding on to 6 with 39 points. Bottom of the table, uh, you got in 18th West Ham with 24 points, but they have a game in hand. They'll make up that game on Wednesday. Um, in 19th, you have Watford also with 24 points. And in last, after a strong start, though, uh, I remember when Timo Pukki was leading the league, Norwich City with only 18 points. So that's how the top five leagues in Europe look right now. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be right back. Alright, so after a long break, we finally have the Champions League coming back this week. Uh, there'll be games on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then next week there'll be additional games on Tuesday and Wednesday. But for this week... Um, we'll have first we'll have Borussia Dortmund hosting PSG, which unfortunately I'll be at work, so I don't think I'll be able to catch this game, um, and it's it's impossible to like avoid social media so that I won't see it. 
Um, but maybe I'll watch the highlights afterwards. I'll definitely get the alerts on my phone. Um, there should be a lot of scoring in this game. I mean, they're playing in Germany, but I still think the PSG is going to show up and, you know, they got a lot to prove. They're definitely trying to win the Champions League this year. Um, but surprisingly, PSG and Dortmund have only played each other one other time. And, uh, or actually, no, it was two times during the 2010-2011 Europa League group stage. It's the only time they've ever played each other. And both games ended in a draw, 0-0 and then 1-1. So, but for this first match, I'm predicting a 2-2 draw. Now, the way that Erling Haaland has been playing, who knows? He's kind of like a wild card. But, uh, I mean, you know, Neymar and Mbappe... I mean, and Cavani's still there too, so, plus they have a Cardi, I mean, I don't know, it's, uh, it's difficult to say, but right now I see a 2-2 draw in that match, we'll see. Alright, next, um, on Tuesday we got Atletico Madrid hosting Liverpool, Liverpool has been hot, I mean, they got the Premier League all sewn up, you know, across all competitions, they have not lost many games, I think they maybe have lost two or three games this season, I think one of them was the the community shield which doesn't really count and you know they lost a couple of games or one game in the champions league and they had a draw somewhere so they've been they've been pretty formidable this year and uh, i don't see them letting up at all um yeah they may they could repeat as champions in the champions league but um on tuesday they'll be playing against atletico madrid um, these teams have played each other five times in total uh, two times in the uh, europa league I'm getting a phone call. I will be back. All right, I apologize for that, but uh, I can guarantee you that that will not happen again. I am not taking any more calls. I'm going to have to, like, put my computer on, like, take the, cut it off the Wi-Fi or something when I'm recording because I'm getting entirely too many calls while I'm trying to record and it's pretty annoying but again I apologize for that so back to where I was Atletico Madrid and Liverpool they've met a total of five times twice in the Europa League twice in the Champions League and then they played one friendly so of that there's two draws and then each team has a, a, a win and then in that friendly um, Liverpool I believe won on penalties no excuse me Atletico won, won that on penalties so um, not too much to really go off of. A lot of those games were years ago um, in the Europa League and Champions League, and then that friendly was in 2017. Um, but I'm predicting an easy win for for Liverpool in this one. I'm predicting a 3-1 victory for Liverpool. They've been steamrolling all their opponents, so I don't see any, any difference this time. So going into the next match, Atalanta versus Valencia now. When the draw happened, everyone was surprised that these two teams drew each other because they're they're pretty much even. Um, I believe Valencia was the one that won their group, um, but like I said, these teams are they're they're entirely like too close to really separate from each other. Um, they've only met once in the past. It was in 2017 um, during a friendly, and Atalanta won that two to zero. Um, other than that, these teams, you know, like I said, they're they're, they're very very similar. Um, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw on this because I, I don't have too much to really separate these two teams. And, um, yeah, I, neither one of them are really, really strong teams. 
but if I had to predict who I think is going to go through, that's tough. Um, I would probably have to say Atalanta at this point, but we'll see. All right, and lastly, the the of the games for this week, we got Tottenham hosting RB Leipzig. Um, this is the first time that these two teams have ever played against each other. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what uh, Jose Mourinho comes out with. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be something really defensive. Try to slow Timo Werner down. Um, but with that one, I'm predicting a 2-1 win for Leipzig. You know, anything's possible. We'll see what happens. So next week's fixtures, which I'll cover on the next episode. Um, but we got Napoli hosting Barcelona. Chelsea hosting Bayern. And then the Wednesday games, we got Real Madrid hosting Manchester City. And then Lyon hosting Juventus. So a lot of good, a lot of good matches coming up in European competitions to include Europa League, which I'm not going to cover this week. Um, but maybe I'll, you know, I'll talk about the results next week. Um, so last but not least, before I end the podcast, I was able to watch the entire Stuttgart game. Um, you know, it took me a while to be able to find a, a place to actually watch it. It's hard enough finding Bundesliga games. It's even harder when you're trying to find second Bundesliga games, at least in the United States. Um, but I, I will say Stuttgart played well. Um, they, they had a decent amount of chances. Um, you know, they did, to me, seem a little rusty, kind of. Um, but, uh, I don't know, overall, I, I thought it was a good game. It wasn't really too hair-raising. I thought it was going to end... Uh, in a draw, 0-0, but Stuttgart was able to pull out the win, 1-0 over Bochum, um, and, you know, so they position themselves pretty well, so right now, the second Bundesliga table, the way it's shaping up, let's see, we got, in first place, we got Armenia Bielefeld with 44 points, Hamburg's in second with 41, Stuttgart is in third with 41, and then Heidenheim is in fourth with 35. So, like I mentioned earlier, right now Stuttgart is in the would be in the promotion playoff against Fortuna Düsseldorf, who is in the relegation playoff position. Um, and I like those odds. If it stays that way, I would be more than happy Stuttgart playing against Fortuna Düsseldorf. However, you know, seeing as how Stuttgart is tied with Hamburg right now on points, and they still have to play each other. I think the next game they play each other against is in April. I want to say. Um, I um. I don't know. There's the possibility that Stuttgart can, you know, hop up there and uh, be in second place or maybe even, you know, take over first place, which would be even great. Automatic promotion is so much better than playing in those relegation playoffs. So much better. But we'll see. Um, made the move from Germany to here. I don't have any of my Stuttgart stuff with me. Uh, my wife is coming in a couple of weeks. She's going to bring me all of my VFB Stuttgart jerseys. So I will be rocking those nonstop around. Uh, the San Antonio area, um, but in the meantime, I'm going to have to find another club to support while I'm here, because, you know, you got to have a team to be able to go to local games. Houston is not too far away, they're in the MLS, but there is a team, a local team here in San Antonio that plays in the, uh, I believe it's the USL, San Antonio FC, um, their stadium is not too far away from where, I, where I'm at right now, so I may end up, you know, supporting them so you may end up hearing a lot about san antonio fc um yeah we'll see i mean i've never been to a usl game i've been to mls 
UEFA Nations League, Bundesliga, and second Bundesliga. And I went to, I think, one Deutsche Pokal match once. Um, so, yeah. So, like I said, you'll probably be hearing a lot more about San Antonio FC. If you didn't know they were a team, you, you will soon. So, um, with that, I'm going to end the show. Um, thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye.